0: Let's go places.
1: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's One of those idiots who believe
3: in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VCN. Good Friday morning is a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the V Visa C app, GamePlus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course the DK Network. However you're taking us in, we do appreciate it on a football Friday. Football, football, football. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlittle Live from Bar Canada at the D. Kelly, it's Hatton. You What's up, good? man? What's happening? How are you doing? Oh man, what, I, F- Fridays are great because Matt Brown will hang with us mm-hmm. just to talk NFL for he a even few. Even showed segments. up early for some reason today. He was worried about the F one traffic. He said he said
4: <laughs> the, up like a half hour early.
3: <laughs> it's like the closer we get to the race, he's the more worried
4: to get get here on time. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that logic works, right? It, shouldn't it be as we get closer to the race, more major road construction is finished and done? Well, based on how far behind they are on construction, you are correct. Okay. Yes. If they
3: were all about it I and actually, on top of it, I, I Matt's guess I, theory would have been right.
4: I guess I didn't actually. Are we behind on construction? I just gave it the eye test.
3: Okay. We look like we're behind.
4: I just thought it was like the, what if we put an F1 race in the middle of the strip? What <laughs> could go wrong? And now it's like, oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff to work through.
3: Hey, people coming to town. I'm like, you, you shouldn't come to town. You really shouldn't. Just wait. Just uh, wait I, a few weeks. You know, maybe, I know many tweets and stuff. Yeah. We've gotten
4: either oh, from yeah. the show or whatever people letting us know, hey, they're coming in town for they're avoiding that weekend specifically. Yeah, you should. As, you should. as
3: they yeah. should. As they should. We will talk uh, NFL with Matt Brown this hour. We'll go to college football with the Bear Chris. Felica and of course Dr. Bob. I hope Dr. Bob uh, understands he has double duty this week. He was on the Megapod yesterday. He was outstanding uh, with Will Hill, Todd Wishadam and myself uh, so we'll talk college football with him as well. And then Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke because Kelly special numbers game investigation reveals that the World Series begins tonight. I don't know if you know that. No? do. You do? You do yes. Okay. I I'm do. just curious. It wasn't rhetorical. By the way, this you know what this matchup needed? Two days off for everybody to stew on, to stew on it. What's wrong? You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. We're okay. okay, we're just right. making sure you're all right. Communication. I'm just issues. doing a show over here. Don't <laughs> you worry about it. I'll just roll. All right. Uh, last <laughs> night, let's start with uh, football. Last night, before we get to baseball, uh, Buffalo Bills twenty four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers eighteen. In the ultimate you know i call this stuff plinko in the nfl uh the price is right game for those who don't know the analogy where the uh the metal chip uh bounces from rung to rung and then speeds up at the end and then it falls into any slot that it just randomly falls into that's betting pre-flop ats in the national football league not only was this plinko this was literal plinko as we had deflections and balls bouncing off helmets and somehow, and I do mean somehow, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get the money, even though they lose this football game, 24 to 18. Bills, you know, I don't want to use the word dominated, though some would say they dominated, at least in terms of total yards, they did 427 to 302. So in that sense, they dominated the football game. But essentially, this was it was 10 to nothing. Bills then it got tied up at 10 to 10, but the Bills had a 24 to 10 lead. Within the first five minutes of the second half. And at that point, when they matriculated the ball down the field and took that two touchdown lead, two things entered most folks' mind, which is, oh, okay, well, the Bills just gonna run away with this. They were, you know, anywhere between nine, nine and a half, ten point favorites at the end of this uh, betting arc, if you will, prior to the game. They're going to run away with this. And oh, by the way, this is also going to soar over because the total was anywhere between 43 and 41 and a half. There was actually some 41 and a half earlier in the week. So, depending on where you got this. Nobody scored a darn thing until the very end of this one. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. There's an array of punts and uh, questionable punts decisions, by the way, uh, in some cases. And it came down to Tampa Bay getting the football back with 10 minutes and 5 seconds left in the game, down 24-10. to 10. So, you're still down the two touchdowns. They started at their own 8-yard line. This drive, <laughs> 17 plays, 92 yards, and took 7 minutes and 41 seconds of the most non-urgent minutes you will ever see in your life from a team down two touchdowns. Yep. And by the way, the drive, which ended up being, as I said, 17 plays, was extended by two defensive penalties on fourth downs an illegal contact and a face mask penalty on fourth downs and so when you thought the bucks were off The field this was gonna end probably twenty four to ten. They just kept going and so (coughs) Pardon me. Just getting over it if you had the Buffalo Bills uh, Laying the points in this this was just that that was bad enough the two defensive penalties to extend it and then with uh, with the the bottom line is on the on the back end of this drive Mayfield to Evans off of a Christ, off of Christian Benford's helmet from 24 out. Uh, then they went, that was the touchdown, yeah. and then they went for two. By the way, that was also tipped by Jordan Poyer. Went from Mayfield to Kate Otten. Your final score 24 to 18. Though Buffalo did have to withstand a hail mary. I should point out at the end of this game a hail mary that if you could have bet on, no one will touch the hail mary and it will hit the floor. It will hit the ground before anyone touches it. You would have cashed big plus money there too. The other little point of this. So by the way, if you're a, if you're a Bills backer, my condolences to you. If you're an over player who didn't have the 41 and a half, and had the worst of the the total, my condolences to you as well. Uh, I do want to point out one other thing. For those who listen to the Megapod, we had uh, the great Stevie Fezik on week one of the Megapod, and me and Will got in a debate with Fezik and Todd. Fezzik made the outlandish claim at the time that not only did he invent the question mark, but that he also thought that 80% of the teams in the NFL now understood that if they're down 14, they should take the two-point conversion. I questioned that aggressively. Will and I were like, there's no way it's 80%. We've kind of tracked this this year. It's about 50%. So it's still higher than I thought it was. Well that was my guess. 50, yeah, if, if, it, <laughs> by the way, it might even be a tick, ahead of, uh, a tick north of 50%. It's not 80. We yeah. were right that it's not 80. But Todd Bowles did it last night. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles is not exactly the poster child for who you would think would, would be analytics, progressive forward thinking kind of guy. Uh, so 24 to 18, it ends up. And I don't know all of that in the wash, Kelly. What's your... Isn't the biggest takeaway from this just from a from a helicopter viewpoint? Uh, the Bills are just kind of, kind of just lollygagging through the early middle portion of the schedule.
4: Here, here's my big massive takeaway from this game last night. Josh Allen went 31 for 40, 324 yards passing, three total touchdowns, 41 rushing yards. What is wrong with Josh Allen though? There's something clearly wrong. Well, with Josh Allen,
3: there was a point in that game where it looked like he might not be able to go. Yeah. He had to go in the tent. Kyle Allen was warming up at that point. Uh, but Josh never missed a snap in this ball. So game. this
4: is but this is an this is an arm thing that's been going on all year. He was on the injury report earlier earlier in the year with this stuff. Um, I thought Man, it might have been a little bit of ir- slightly irresponsible reporting, I thought, on the broadcast last night with some of the things they were saying uh, about Josh Allen in the arm and how he couldn't raise it during a celebration and stuff, and I d- didn't really know exactly what that had to do with an injury right away when they were saying that. But I do think there is, you look at some of his rushing numbers this year, they're not making him run the ball more, and, or they're not make, having him run the ball as much as he usually is uh, in years past, and... I don't know about you, Kill, but this is kind of like Lamar. Like You're not going to turn Lamar Jackson into a pocket, a pocket passer and go win a Super Bowl. You're not going to turn Josh Allen, as good as his arm is, into a pocket passer and go win a Super Bowl. And if they're concerned about him getting hit, I'm concerned about betting on this team uh, going forward.
3: They're five and three now with 17 game NFL schedules. That's not quite the halfway mark. We get that, but it's essentially that. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it in your mind's eye and you're like, okay, Buffalo Bills, what's what's their appropriate record? Wouldn't it just be you'd be like, yeah, five and three. That's exactly what they should be. That's exactly what they are. You are what your record is, or yeah, something I mean, like that. You know, Bill Parcells once said,
4: "The defense has gotten beaten up, and that's you know if they get some guys back, I think this team can still be really good." But I've I've got quarterback, but, but they're not Same getting but
3: They're not getting some of these guys back, I mean, yeah, right? Some of those guys are not coming back. Yeah, Milano and Tre'Davious White. It's just it's a tough situation in Buffalo, in terms of thinking of them as a legit Super Bowl contender, which three four weeks ago, after they had crushed three teams in a row by. You know, hefty double-digit numbers. We weren't talking that way, but, boy, they have just been uh, sort of a middling team since then. So, the Bills get the win, but the Bucks backers get the money on just a ridiculous... Like, I don't even know what I was watching down the stretch of that game. Se- just a a plodding 17-play, 92-yard drive that took 741 off the clock. Uh, baseball does resume tonight. World Series game number 1, in the interest of being thorough, uh, we should point out, it's Arizona at Texas tonight. For all the marbles, for those of you who have futures like Steven Vegas, who has Texas to beat Arizona in exacta, man, I know you are locked into this. Rangers Game 1 price is not quite what the series price is. It's a little shy of that, but we're showing minus 152, uh, plus 142 on the Diamondbacks, on the timeline, on the comeback for Game 1 tonight. It is Zach Gallon going up against Nathan Eovaldi of the Rangers. Eovaldi has been just unbelievable in this postseason, really just sort of uh, drifting off previous postseason, Seasons for him, but you know, right before, right before the postseason, he had, if you recall, again, we weren't thinking of him this way. He had some starts, uh, namely against the Seattle Mariners, where he, he went five innings, gave up five earned runs. Then he went three and a third at Seattle, he gave up seven earned runs. So he went into the postseason, and everybody thought, oh, this guy is not going to be able to uh, to perform. But Ivaldi found that postseason magic. He's four and zero in the postseason. Uh, game two in the wild card round against the Rays. Uh, He pitched in the ALDS against the Orioles game three. Those were a pair of seven to one Rangers wins. He got the win in both of those. Then game two and game six of the ALCS against the Astros, where the Rangers got both of those wins. So he's four and oh with a two point four two ERA in those games. Twenty eight K's against just four free passes and a zero point nine six whip the whip. Uh, Zach Allen, not so much, even though he was a uh, Cy Young candidate in the National League to some extent this year. Uh, two and two this postseason, but a, an ERA north of five with 13 Ks against nine walks and a whip near 1.5 at 1.48. So, uh, and he started with two nice wins, both in the in the wild card uh, round and the uh, DS, but then in the uh, National League Championship Series against the Phillies, he lost twice. Uh, so, no shame in that, but Eovaldi is the appropriate favorite. I got nothing in game one. I got nothing, nothing on the series. Yeah. I'll
4: have to wait for Weingarten. What, am I supposed to watch a baseball game tonight without a bet on it?
3: Oh, Yo, come on. He'll have a bet. I'm sure he'll have a bet. I just don't. Just because it's there. doesn't mean I'm embedded. Uh, and I don't on this one. This is appropriately priced to me. Matt Brown joins us on the other side to talk National Football League. Our picks as well. Football on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Hey, guys. It's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get
1: lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: numbers game on v the sports betting network. Let's
3: talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Matt, did you want to add
1: anything to that read at all? I think you've done very, very well. zy oh,
3: Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, That's Matt Brown, everybody. He's the host of uh, the All Angles podcast and, of course, the handle here, weekends at the network, talking football with us. How's how's your NFL season gone so far, by the way?
1: Been good. Last week could have been a disaster, and then the afternoon rallied for us, which was good. Morning was not good. Afternoon was good. So, got back to got back to about normal uh, there but it's it's been good so far i haven't you know and this was strictly just a, a product this is one wasn't a fundamental change on my end it was just a strictly product of kind of how i view these teams and how things are going this 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 season which has changed drastically for me this week but hadn't been a ton of like teaser situations because of the way that just the the, the lines have come out the way that the injury news has trickled out the way that I view a lot of these teams where I think the range of outcomes is so incredibly wide that I didn't want to get involved with all that and then of course then I have five different ones this you know this week which just was all kind of anchored around the bills which I I want to point this out so this is a unique situation this week which I thought was a good one for people to take advantage of if they were going to play a bunch of teasers this week which was we always want information as soon as humanly possible, which we talk about, you know, you see it last night, right? With the going for two, and you know, then you know, okay, if we score a touchdown, we can get a kick extra point win the game. Like, we're if you play poker, the best reason to, to be on the button is because everyone has to act in front of you, and you know, you've, you've got as much information possible by the time you have to act. Well, I really like the bills as a teaser like this week, right? And taking them down to two and a half. So then I just paired them up with a bunch of all the other ones in in throughout the course of the week and guess what if the bill's leg loses then I can I can just re up right and like before, whenever we come in on Sunday but I would have the information already there right I would already know as opposed to pairing up a bunch of these other legs that I like, I could go ahead and just pair it up with the Bills and know if I've got a winning leg already, and if that's not the case, and if the Bills would have lost for me, I could come in and then redo some of these in other fashion, you know, somewhere along it's the like, line. So, so It's like
4: when you're down 14 and you go for two after the first touch. He said that at the very beginning yeah. of that. He said that. Um...
3: Matt Brown, right here. By the way, yeah. He, he's a, uh, he's uh, but so but that's a good point. What you just said. So it wasn't because you liked the Bills' leg the most necessarily. Right. It was because it was the f- chronologically the first.
1: It was. It, it gave me a chance to either be in a great position like I am right now, which is a leg already home, yeah. heading into a bunch of other legs that I think are are you know at least fairly likely to get there or if i bust out and crap out which this is not a strategy for everybody cuz some people's risk tolerance isn't as high as mine but right. if i crap out early on I can come back in and kind of re-up mm-hmm. on some of these that I do like a little bit better than some of the others. So that's kind of why I've like got bills attached to all of these other ones throughout the uh, course of the week. As a practice, you're usually king one team with all your teasers, though. A lot of times, yeah. yeah a lot of times, yeah. this was just a very unique situation in which, yeah. you know, it happened to be on a Thursday, so we get so much information ahead of time, which just made it great and, you know, would have been terrible had this. <laughs> <not> <laughs> would have been terrible had it not gotten home, but, you know, it's, uh, it's there for us now. Uh, yeah, I'm
4: the opposite this week, because I've got... Multiple tied into the Lions. So it's uh mm. watching everything play out until Monday night that you get to sweat really hard.
3: You've got yeah. you've got the Bills. Yeah, so you'll have it all all end up with yeah. that. Uh you've got the Bills paired with the Vikings, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the
1: Chargers, and the Lions. And I have to be honest, this is might be just a complete blind spot in me this week, but I love every single one of those legs. Like, I mean, I honestly, like, I love every single one of those.
3: Kel- legs. Kelly and I did our teaser segment, and we kind of felt the same way. Yeah, We're yeah. like, uh, which one
4: of these loses? And usually it's the opposite. We're like, okay, yeah, yeah. which are the you only... You can spot it, right? Yeah. 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 You know the landmine. Yeah. Well, especially all the chalky favorites, right? And that's kind of what Matt went to, too. Viking's the only dog he teased up here. Um, but, yeah, it's it was all the big favorites teasing down.
3: I'll ask it this way, though. If I did come to you on Monday and I said, well, one of them
1: lost let Tuesday. One of them lost. Which one is it? I mean, it? I guess the Vikings. I mean, while I am i don't like this Packers team, I think Jordan Love is actually probably, I mean, statistically, we already know he's one of the bottom, you know, six, seven quarterbacks in the NFL. But I think just from a, I think we've seen enough of a body of work right now that it seems like maybe if he were to reach his ceiling, his ceiling would be slightly below league average. I just don't think that you, you can see the stuff. You know how you like just get it sometimes with guys like you can watch and even though Like, even though Bryce Young has has struggled so far, like, he hasn't made a ton of just completely boneheaded plays. It's just, you know, and you're kind of like, you know what, I could see maybe him getting it somewhere along the way. Obviously, Stroud has looked amazing. But, like, you you see Love, and it's just, like, three just complete numbskull plays, like a game. And you're just going, (laughs) that's not going to change, right? Like, you can't shake that. Like, that's just, like, something inside of him that he's not going to be able to, to get rid of. So, I don't know, I'm not buying in on the Packers very much. That being said... Hawkinson injury bothers me a little bit with the Vikings. Obviously, you're already without Jefferson, so there's th- that one is the one that I think that that bothers me the most is is the Vikings' leg. Dumb skull caches on the show this morning. Yeah, point that out. <laughs> well, here's the <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the as I sit here, yeah. Anyone that's spent a time around me outside of you know this whatever, I I curse words sent tend to come
2: no <laughs> no <laughs> so
1: as i'm sitting here and i want <laughs> no. to call there's some, yeah. something like a, a yeah. play a certain way or whatever i'm I, my brain is like going overload i'm like i'm like listen matt you're on air <laughs> you cannot say what like just like what what come numbskull is what would end up coming to my it's the casual setting know, i yeah, think yeah, is sort what it is. Of, yeah.
3: It's one um, of those things. Let's do your props here before we mm-hmm. get to the other
1: side. So one of them is involved in that Vikings game. Mm-hmm. All right. So Cam Akers, and this is more of a tr- <laughs> this is more of a looking at these guys' role and then going from there, right? Which is Cam Akers over seven and a half receiving yards. If you look at Cam Akers they're using him more and so his usage rate is up and so with his usage rate being up and him getting more snaps i expect that to continue on a little bit further if you there're a lot of guys out there who were screaming this in the in the in the offseason, and I was kind of blind to this, I think maybe because there were flashes here and there, but they were saying Madison's really inefficient, right? Like, they were like, no, this is not kind of a one-for-one trade with Cook. It's it's like Madison is – he's fine, but he's not, like, a true number one. I think the Vikings proved that whenever they went out and got Akers in the first place because they started to notice it. And so his – you can see that his usage in this offense has trickled up over the last couple of weeks. And so getting a number, I think, like this, as low as it is at 7.5 – as long as we get a few more snaps like I imagine we're going to get, where I think they kind of want to get to where it was – you know, it was like 70-30, Then it was like sixty. I think they'd rather get the flip of that, which is Acres sixty forty to Madison, and then maybe even 70 seventy thirty to Madison somewhere along the way. Because I, the more talented guy is Acres, or Acres had a bad attitude. You know, he was he was upset over there. He wasn't getting the the yeah. goal line touches and all that. And he's like, I gotta score touchdowns. <laughs> that's how I get a race. And so he was mad about that. And so he now he's out of there. He's mad at Florida State. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, that a, that was an yeah. actual transcript. From yeah, that. That. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. deep yeah. Southern accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so he, uh, you know, if we, if we get the more, more snaps here, look, seven and a half it will seem like a gift. And if we don't, and if we get the same amount of snaps, then it won't. And then we'll be sweating this a lot. But I think that we, I think this one is one that I feel fairly confident. I have this closer to 12 yards. And so with that, it's a, it's a pretty big edge for me. By the way, Dalvin Cook, uh, unrelated to this, yeah. also asking out of New yes. York now. Yes. Nicole Hardman again. Yeah. Let's yeah. just go back. Let's go just go back, back to
3: Minnesota. <laughs> just go, go back. Yeah. yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, your other one here is in the uh, Jags game.
1: Yeah, I wanted I wanted some sort of exposure to the Jags, and I just couldn't quite pull the trigger on them when Ke- so kelly and i were talking about this on that sunday show when we were we were looking at it, and it was two and i thought that maybe it was baked in that they were still worried about t- about trevor lawrence being injured or something i thought that this would for sure get to three or on the other side of three that i was wrong it does look like it's trending to three right now it is juice two and a half now on on the jags and this one but i wanted some sort of exposure and kirk for whatever reason has kind of has kind of taken over with the number one role from Ridley. I think they wanted Ridley to be the one when they started the season, couldn't figure it out. And it looked like he would be yeah, for a second. And then they just kind of reverted back to what they know best. Or, or maybe it was Lawrence's decision. Maybe Lawrence like, you know what, I like throwing him better. I like the routes he runs better. I like all that. And so for 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 those reasons, I think that he's still being looked at and treated in the prop market as if he's kind of more of a either a two or a high-end kind of 1B or something, where I think he's more the 1A there for this team. So with that, at 52 Two and a half which that number is, on, is still available juiced and 53 and a half is actually readily available at normal juice out there I had him closer to 70 yards you know in, in this game and so with that I am uh, I feel pretty good about putting Kirk in the account I actually
4: uh, just bet this before the show too tailing, tailing you and uh, and Adam Chernoff who I, had, I think he, he had a similar breakdown about the receiving stuff uh, on his podcast this morning uh, I was listening to that talking about talking about if you look at the route tree that they have kind of Calvin and Ridley running this year. It's so vastly different than what he did in Atlanta and Adam is kind of making the point they think, they're, they think this is probably something they're going to work on during the break but they've been using Christian Kirk as the, as the really their man beater and that's what's gonna, that's what they're really going to be going up against in Pittsburgh with that. Yeah, defense. I mean
1: if you look he's running routes on 87% of the dropbacks out there. He's getting a quarter target share. I mean if you're getting 25% target share that's that's what we're looking for as it is anyway right and so and he's getting over a quarter of the air yard so if we're looking for yardage here as opposed to receptions we're looking for the 52. I mean he's getting 27% of, of, of the uh, Lawrence Air yards as well, so I, I like it a, a pretty good amount.
3: All right, Matt has given us one side. He had Seattle earlier in the week at two and a half. Still recommends it at three and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Got two more sides, one of which the number isn't there yet either, but it does bring up a big conversation about the value of starting to backup quarterback in a specific situation. We'll get into that. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network.
2: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a
3: numbers game with Gil Alexander on VCN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network, VCN.com, the Visa app game plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by Bar Canada here at the D, which is where Kelly and I do the show each and every uh, Monday through Friday morning. Kelly Bidlin, that is. It's Gil Alexander. You good? Are you eating? The, I'm good. How, how donuts? Sorry, man. Matt Brown comes in here and he buys donuts downstairs for the for the crew. What a guy!
4: I split one with Rob Moreno back there. Yeah, I'd, you split that? Some... That
3: didn't look like a split. Yeah,
4: oh yeah, yeah. You broke it oh, right okay. in half. No crumbs. No all crumbs right. at all. Back in the D. Remember when we used to do
3: our South Point lunches and stuff. We got to bring those back. Yeah, we do. They just want donuts, though. They don't want to hang out at lunch. <laughs> That'd be awkward. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I had to open up the donut box. <laughs> uh, by the way, we have to give our football picks uh, before the end of the show, like we did all Matt Browns, but we have tons of picks yeah, we got a bunch. Eight forty-five. Yeah. Eight forty-five coming up. Uh, let's talk some college football, uh, beginning with the Bear. Chris Felica from Fox Sports. You can uh, catch him on the Bear Bets Pod, both college and pro football versions. College version comes out Thursdays. Pro football version comes out Fridays. Uh, Will Hill among the uh, the regulars on his show. Our buddy how you doing chris i'm good
2: and i was wondering when do you ever do something nice for the crew
3: uh, we were just talking that, about how at the South Point uh I do I did it all the time and uh now uh, Isaiah just gets us McDonald's. I you
4: have great. your you have your annual Christmas g- uh, holiday gifts too that are always I much much appreciated. I do that as
3: well. But, you know, he comes in with donuts. Maybe I should do that more often.
2: Stop at Dunkin' Donuts, grab a dozen donuts and move on with it.
4: Jeez. That hard. God. be bless. a
2: nice guy. Like, more
4: like just a gallon of coffee for 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 the crew we got back here. We take that.
3: I didn't know this was a roast. <laughs> Jeez. It is. <laughs>
2: it's wow. always a roast with you
3: it's always a roast um okay let me let me harken back to a week ago and i asked you about the michigan sign stealing thing and i asked you hey thing or not a thing and you're like yeah it's nothing i believe that was an exact quote uh would you like to uh to you know change that opinion or are you still ah, it's nothing
2: it's something i ultimately don't know i honestly don't know what's going to come of this I mean it's clear there there's something going on like, and i said it's nothing it, but I think i did put a caveat on there as long as they're not like recording they're, they're writing down signs healing signs as part of the game but what they're doing is an issue uh, if they are it's clear that there is a strategic uh, plan here using an ex-marine who's trained and in, uh, interpreting things like it, it's it's an issue ultimately again, do what is going to happen i have no idea my guess is nothing happens until after the college football season is over uh, the attorney will slow play this and whatever penalties or whatever happens will happen uh, long after Jim Harbaugh has gone off to the nfl uh, in january 2024 but it, 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 <laughs> i i I brought, yeah. I brought i brought i brought this up on the podcast yesterday uh with will jeff and sammy p and i'd like to get your opinion on this they they, they had an opposite view i think that i didn't I wonder how this is going to affect uh, Heisman voters who may have to vote uh, for JJ McCarthy Ooh. or Jake Daniels or Michael Penix. Like, will there be a little bit of like a betting implication backlash on this, where Heisman voters are going to be like, "Yeah, JJ McCarthy has been good, but he's known every defense that the opponents are going to put out there, and uh, it, it, he's had a clear advantage." So, so and the Heisman voters, Heisman voters have been known to hold grudges for, for crazier things than that, and, and not vote for people. So, I, I just wonder. If this kind of opens the door a little bit where maybe McCarthy should win it and maybe he won't.
3: I, first of all, I'm not a McCarthy should win it kind of guy to begin with, but I'll thread the needle on the answer, which is yes. Will some people uh, have that impact their vote? Yes. The only problem with that is, unlike NFL MVP, where there's 50 guys voting on it, there's like a thousand Heisman yeah. voters, right? So yep. I don't know what that what that number is, what that percentage is. Even if it's fifty people, let's just say it's fifty people. Let's say the entire number of people that would vote on an NFL MVP is impacted in the in the Heisman. It's sort of like uh, you know a drop in the bucket, whatever expression you want to use. So I don't I don't know that it ultimately will determine it. But I guess someone would counter by saying, well, all it takes is a few, you know, in some cases. So um, my. My real thing on this is, did you see the report about how the uh, in the national semifinal, they were saying that TCU was hip to Michigan stealing signs, and therefore Great. they put out dummy signs and then awesome. changed up on them. Do you believe that? That's pretty amazing. I
2: yeah. I, I do, and and, and that's fantastic, and, and that's what teams are going to do. By the way, this is easily solvable. You put the radios in the helmet, you get rid of all the signs, and you just yes with your quarterback, kind of like they do in the NFL and at other levels of sports. I, it's just bizarre that the, the college coaching community and the athletic directors and can't like be like, OK, this is easily solvable. We just do this. And why people will be against it? I have no idea.
3: Yeah. And it's also funny, just the last thing on this, because I don't want to belabor it anymore. But it's also funny in a sport where Chip Kelly and his crew famously would put up signs with four massive icons like, oh, there's yeah. a Burger King thing. And there's some, you know, it's like, what, what are we really talking about here? Uh, OK, This week, um, I will let you. uh, I will. I will ask about one game, but then I will let you have the floor on this. Let's go to uh, specifically to the Pac-12, and I'm. I'm thinking this is the marquee matchup of the week, and not the sexiest weekend of college football. But Oregon and Utah, two one-loss Pac-12 teams, where the Ducks are six and a half point
2: favorites on the road. It feels like everybody has had the same reaction to this line. Like, isn't this a little crazy of a line? Like. The, the fact that this is moved this much and my guess is there may have been a small people small group of people out there or a faction of people that may have thought okay holding out hope maybe cam rising is coming back uh, maybe keithy is coming back and now that they're really officially out and not coming back the line has, has moved and kind of accounted for it and adjusted for that but everybody seems to be like it's it's utah or pass for this game and that would worry me a little bit just because we've seen this Utah offense uh, against the best defense that it faced this year. Granted, it was on the road in Corvallis. Uh, do absolutely nothing. And, and this Oregon defense is stout against the run. Uh, they, I believe they're top ten nationally in both in both, both rushing and, and both uh, offense and defense. It, it's a tough one for me because I am super high on Oregon. So this game really scares me. I actually got an Oregon Thirty-five to one to win the national title ticket last week. Um, so I hope the Ducks can escape Salt Lake, but this is a very difficult place to play. Utah's won 18 straight and 29 to 30 at home. First time in almost six years that they've been a home dog. So uh, it's a very tough spot. And are we going to get road bow nicks? we going to get good. Bow? Who 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 the heck knows? I think Oregon wins, but I'd have a hard time laying six and a half here.
3: Yeah, uh, that is the marquee matchup of the weekend, college football. Oregon again favored by six and a half at Utah, and uh, no Dan Landing. By the way, this was the thing I was going to say about when when Chris brought up Cam Rising, Deshaun Watson. I wonder if it will get to the Cam Rising point where it's just like week after week, like, is he playing? Is he not playing? What's going on here? Uh, all right, the floor is yours. What are your favorite plays of the weekend?
2: I seem to be opposite a lot of people on this, and I kind of like that position. Like. I took Texas State uh, plus the six and a half against Troy. I mean, if you look at Troy, they, they've had a, a total of 13 points in the last three games, and I've been on Troy a lot this year, and they've been very good to me. But this is going to be a tougher test this week. Uh, at Texas State, where the Bobcats can get bowl eligible with the sixth win, they have a road win at Baylor already, They're other uh, and they've lost twice. Uh, one-score games against UTSA on UL Lafayette. Uh, the high-powered offense, T.J. Uh, Finley, the former LSU an Auburn quarterback averaged over thirty-eight points a game. GJ Kinney, who some people may remember, was a Tulsa quarterback with no big numbers. Uh, I like Texas State. I get in the six and a half here, and I know it's a difference from a lot of people out there who have been on Troy this week. People I respect, so um, a little bit of concern maybe, but the fact that I'm i uh, I'm taking a good home dog and I think in a good a good spot, uh, best offense that Troy's faced for a while. So I like Texas State uh, plus the six and a half. I like Cincinnati as well, getting seven and a half uh, against Oklahoma State. Uh, it looked like Oklahoma C- State's season was like going downhill quick in a hurry. Uh, you lose consecutive games to Iowa State and South Alabama. The South Alabama game was like 33-7 at home. Didn't know what to do with the quarterback position, really struggling to score points. And now they've won three straight games as an underdog. And now, But now the problem is you're laying north of a touchdown in, in, a, in a bunch of places. And you have that Bedlam game next week, final Bedlam game. Stillwater's already looking. It is a, an ultimate kind of look-ahead, dead spot for the Cowboys. They just need to survive and get to that Bedlam game when Oklahoma when undefeated Oklahoma next week. So I did take Cincinnati plus 7.5. Uh, I took another ugly dog, Georgia Tech, uh, tw- getting 12 and a, I believe it was 12 and a half there at Circa uh, against North Carolina. I think everybody's just assuming uh, North Carolina will bounce back off of that Embarrassing, most shocking one of the most shocking results of the season last week, losing as a 23-point home do, uh, home favorite um, to Virginia. But Georgia Tech has it, been a very scrappy underdog. You look at the last 11 times they've been a dog, covered nine times, won six times outright, and that includes three wins. You had the win a couple of weeks ago and probable winning against Miami as a 19-point dog. You beat Pitt in North Carolina last year outright as 21-point dogs. I'm just not so sure. A lot of times I think when teams suffer that first loss and it kind of takes some of their goals away, it might take a little while to kind of regroup a little bit. So I took Georgia Tech plus the 12 and, a half, and I also took the NC State team total under 16 and A, half. Um, a couple of weeks ago against Marshall, I liked the um, the herd, and MJ Morris, who had gone in for Brennan Armstrong, the offense looked great. So there was hope. There was optimism. And then they went to Duke and they scored three points. That was bad. You scored 10 points in an ACC game against Louisville. You beat Virginia 24-21. Granted, that was with Armstrong. And Clemson, who the heck knows what their mentality is, what their psyche is. But one thing that Dabo Sweeney usually does very well is motivate his team and get his teams to buy in on causes and goals and belief. And they have this string of 12 12 straight 10-win seasons going. They're going to have to win out In order to get to 13 straight including a bowl game the defense is still very very good it was impossible to think what happened last week in miami with their backup quarterback just basically running the ball down the field so i took nc state's team total under 16 and a half
3: all right yes no question georgia's 14 and a half on the road without uh, brock bowers against the gators gators can cover can they win outright yes no
2: i don't i don't think they can i actually i would lay it with Georgia here i think the one time we've seen Georgia play its best game of the year was when they played feel threatened against kentucky and i think they feel maybe threatened tomorrow
3: chris felica bear bet spot thank you chris dr bob on the other side next infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: Laundry? Ooh, a book club!